You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things in the wide world of sports. Here's your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I'm your host, Andre Schaffine, and today we are joined by Raven Freeman and Jaden Smith. How are you guys doing today? <clears throat> I'm doing good, man. Just, you know, cool little Tuesday like last time. Yeah, man. Cool <laughs> little Tuesday. I mean, I'm doing okay. It's rainy here. So, yeah, the my weather mood is kind of like. The ugh. weather is depressing. <laughs> it it, is depressing. I, this is what being in like the UK is like, yo. <laughs> it's like this every day. But we're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk about this LSU team really quickly. LSU went on to beat the Florida Gators by a score of 52-35 to 35 behind Jaden Daniels' historical performance. He accounted for all, over 600 all-purpose yards, and he became the first player in college football history to throw for over 350 yards and rush for over 200 yards in the same game. So let's talk about that. Even if LSU is 7-3, and three, do you think Jaden Daniels still sh- should be the front-runner, I would say, at, at, at the Heisman? Absolutely, man. <clears throat> he just did something that's literally never been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has probably the best numbers in the country. And it's not like, you know, this team is, you know, sub-500 or anything right. like that. Like, it's still a good team, yeah. I feel like. And I think when you factor in the fact that if you take him off of this team, this team is probably below 500. Yeah. I think, you know, you have to consider that as well. And like I say, man, just cut the tape on him, man. I think the award should go to the best player, mm-hmm. you know, and I think people should kind of just relax and chill on the team aspect <coughs> of the award. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. Just because the defense performed poorly all season doesn't mean Jaden should have to suffer mm-hmm. from their actions. I mean, the Heisman, like Jaden says, is an individual award, not a team award. Yeah, I think it's like remarkable what Jaden Daniels is doing, and it shouldn't come down to that team record. I mean, you're looking at a player that leads the country in all-purpose yards, and he's tit-for-tat in other statistics such as passing yards and passing touchdowns. Yeah. And this guy's single-handedly, like you said, he's won games for LSU this yep. year. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see that impact on other teams like what Jaden Daniels is doing. And don't get me wrong, I think Michael Penix is – he's a guy that's kind of letting um, Washington, you know, stay in games and winning them games. But – I just don't see it as much as a big impact of yeah. what Daniels is doing. But he's starting to catch up to those numbers that Lamar Jackson reached during his Heisman year, which is just insane to look at. And then that's rare company to be, to be in, right? Mm-hmm. I unfortunately think that the politics that go into this award, that for Jan- Daniels to win this, I think Penix needs to lose a game or two, and then Oregon needs to lose another game. But with the recent comparison to Joe Bro, do you think that Jaden Daniels could end up being the best quarterback <laughs> in LSU history? I think it just depends on what you're looking at. I think it depends on what you consider to be most important. Obviously, if you're one of those people where you prioritize winning, winning. over yeah. everything else, then I feel like, yeah, you're going to go with Joe. And even besides I feel that, like that's unfair, though. That, yeah, yeah. It, it is. But even besides that, when you just look at <coughs> the season Joe had, because that's what it was. It was the 2019 season. Yeah. I mean, he, 5,600 yards, 65 total touchdowns, 76% completion percentage. Like I just know that off the top of my head because it was – that so good. ridiculous. So I think it really just depends on what you're looking at. You know, Jaden Downs has, in this very moment, totaled uh, 6,077 passing yards, 66 total touchdowns, nearly 2,000 rushing yards. You know, that's, that's pretty ridiculous in yeah. itself. But I think it really just depends on 
what you care most about. You know, it's definitely a yeah. conversation to be had. I feel like. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think he could end up being the best quarterback in LSU history only because he has less weapons than Joe mm-hmm. did. He Joe had a dominant offense and defense, but the fact that Jaden Daniels basically carries his offense on his back, he's able to go and score on almost every drive and clean up this defensive mess every time. Yes. To me, yeah. that makes Great him better. Yeah. I yeah. mean, every time he goes, he sees his defense says, okay, they can't make a stop. Okay, the opposing offense scored. Okay, let me go score. He Again. does that. He has that mindset. So to me, that makes him better. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Raven. I said this on the Sunday show, but I get Joe Burrow was great, and there's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Like you said, yeah. the numbers don't lie. But Joe Burrow had Jamar Chase. He had Thaddeus Moss, Terrace Marshall, Justin Jefferson, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, that's the best offense ever. Yeah. And that's, like, without a, date, a doubt. And, like, with those guys, that made Joe better, too. Mm-hmm. That did, made yeah. Joe better than what he actually was. But I also, you know, you look at in what J- Jaden Daniels is doing – He's a threat with his legs, too, and that's something Burrow wasn't, like, crazy with. So Jaden's doing this with less talented guys, and he's also hurting people with his legs. So I think it's time we kind of start to compare the two because Jaden Daniels is just going to go unnoticed because he didn't make it to the playoffs. And I think that's really unfair because you look at the defense that 2019 had, and it's like you would have still won with a decent defense no matter what. And I think it's just – like you said, with the season Joe had, it's just like such a shadowy thing. It's kind of hard to really just outshine that, anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, nobody's probably ever going to come close to a yeah. season like that. But I think Jaden Downs may be a scarier quarterback to play against simply because of the fact of what he can do on the ground. Right. right. You know, quarterbacks like that are always harder to game plan for. Yeah. You know, Joe's a. Joe is like, you just get to him, right? Joe yeah. is, if you get to him, cool. You'll have you, success. You get yeah. pressure on him. You can't. It's not that simple with Jaden. You can't just get to him because Jaden will make you look silly, like he made the dude yeah. like at Alabama. So, yeah. And so when you look at this LSU offense and how dominant they are, I mean, how disappointed are y'all just with the defense this season? I don't even think I mean, disappointed yeah. is the word. Yeah. word I yeah. just think I can't even find the words <coughs> to tell you this. To be honest, I yeah. mean, this is a Heisman quarterback, as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, and you kind of just wasted a season. Like Mm-hmm. I mean, with, yeah. the way, with the way Jay Nails is playing, might as well have redshirted the guy. Might as well, right? exactly. It should have been nothing short of national championship expectations with the way this offense has been playing. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is, we saw this as a problem in Week One, but we had a little bit of faith that it would get better over time. They yeah. would improve just know. a little bit week by week. Yeah, and it still hasn't happened. And I think the Auburn and the Army game gave us a little bit of false hope that. Okay, they're going to correct Maybe the defense, things. yeah. And it and it still didn't happen. It you know, they never looked at this offense and said, I need to have these guys back. I need yeah. to exactly. give them something in return. Yeah, like yeah. they hardly ever stopped and thought, "Hey, if our offense is able to score on almost every drive, especially during these close games like Ole Miss and difficult games like Alabama, like our offense kept us in those games." Yeah. They never thought, "Oh, mm-hmm. we should go out and make stops. At least give them a break." Right. Like I know our offense is tired. Like this is one if not the worst like LSU four defense stops in, the game, in that's history. Like all just, we're asking for. That's it. That's all we yeah. had against Florida, and that's all we needed you to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're inconsistent, lazy, and play with no motivation mm-hmm. or drive whatsoever. And like Andre said on the Sunday show, it really is heartbreaking. Yeah. To mm-hmm. Like, if Jaden doesn't win the Heisman, it's this defense's fault. Yeah. It really is. It is. And it's disheartening, like you said. It's disheartening to see how good Jaden Daniels has been this season and then the historical season – 
that the entire offense is, yeah. is yeah. putting up. So it's not just Jaden at this point. It's guys like Malik, Brian Thomas, you know, Logan Diggs, and entire yes. running back, the great offensive line this yeah. year. I think that's just it, it just shows, you know, it's not gonna mean anything, right? I think I'm most disappointed in the defensive effort where there just seems to be so much laziness, like yeah. Raven said. Yeah. I just also have not seen an LSU secondary to be so shallow over the years. And that's something LSU hasn't struggled to recruit in over the years until now. Mm -hmm. So what do you think has to be better, just like in the future, uh, just you know, looking forward, not even this season, but maybe just in I terms of long term? Brian Kelly and the rest of his coaching staff, they're going to have to work their tails off to yeah. recruit some better right. players. I saw the dumbest thing in the world on Twitter today where somebody was like, I'd rather have a, a team full of three stars that want to play at LSU and – grew up LSU fans than having a few five stars that they didn't really grow up LSU fans or they didn't care about LSU like that. Right. And I just think that that's just the most ridiculous and ridiculous and nonchalant thing to say. I just I just think you're lying to yourself if yeah. you actually think that. Uh, they are really going to have to do a better job at recruiting. I mean, we just lost a four-star yesterday. Another. And another four-star. Cornerback, by the way. A couple yeah. weeks ago to Georgia. So. They're going to really have to do a better job at recruiting because what I see in the cornerback room in the future, my hopes are not that high. My expectations aren't too crazy. So, yeah, they're going to have to get in that transfer portal, and they're going to have to go steal some people, man. I agree. Yeah, I mean, just based off this season, I just said everything on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I know we yeah. just talked about how sorry their performance was this season, but to the players and how they perform on the field and to the coaching staff actually knowing what they're doing on the decent defensive side of the ball because I just feel like this season was a crap show. They clearly don't know what they're doing. I mean, hmm. <laughs> Matt House should have been fired two months ago yeah. considering yeah. he's the ringleader behind all of this. <laughs> I mean, <A> ringleader. <laughs> A&M fired Jimbo Fisher <laughs> and Penn State fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah. So, LSU, I'm asking you. What are we waiting on? Like, Matt House <laughs> should not be on the for? field. What are you waiting for? Like, he shouldn't be on the field this Saturday against Georgia State, a game right. we know that we're going to win. I mean, it's just sorry. I don't trust like, him that much. I mean, you look yeah. at the video of Matt House during Bama when Jalen Delroe was running, oh, and he's man. like, what to do? Wow. What more to do? <laughs> what more to do? <laughs> like, he just gave up, like, right there. He's yeah. like, well, I can't do anything else. I mean, like, you need to be I agree. gone. I agree. I think it starts with coaching. I think Matt House is making things way too complicated mm -hmm. than what they need to be. And, and first, I think with how the defensive line has been trying to overcomplicate things, I think that's where it starts. I mm -hmm. think that you could have guys, you know, have just go through stunts where the edges rush the interior guys, which sets up, you know, a guy like Carol Perkins or – Braden Swenson, a faster guy to go and take a shot at one of those tackles. Mm -hmm. And you saw Harold Perkins. He had a forced fumble this week and um, also another sack. So it's just like, why not put your players in the best you know positions to win? Exactly. And, so, and that's what he um, did you, not do And all then you season. look at the linebackers. They've struggled all year. Just in run defense, you saw it this yep. week with Florida. You saw it with Bama. And now you're seeing it just all season pretty yep. much. So. It's hard to game plan around that, and, and I yeah. think that's kind of where it starts, and, and it's causing him trouble yeah. because he he had guys that could fill the gap last year. Yeah. But I will say I like what I'm seeing from the freshman uh, JV and Toby. Yeah, I, I will, I will say, say the DBs. I feel like yeah. they're not the problem anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but um, with the recent play of Jaden Daniels, last LSU question: um, Do you think he's a first round draft pick? Um, and what team could you see him possibly going to? I mean. Uh, I'd love to see him stay in Louisiana. Yeah. That's just wishful thinking. 
Uh, I think he he could play himself to being a late first rounder, maybe an early second rounder. Uh, I just think that the scouts are really going to value, you know, the Caleb Williams, the Drake Mays, and even the McCarthy, the McCarthy. So, but I definitely could see him playing himself into a a late first round, early second round pick. And I, you know, I hope he goes higher than that because, man, this is just a really such a likable yeah. guy, man. You just want to see him do well. And he's humble, man. Yeah, like yeah. when, like you said, when when you asked him a question this week about the record, he thanked his teammates first. Yeah. I, I asked him. I just thought about this. I asked him what were his thoughts about it, and all he had to tell me was, you know, how his teammates contributed. Yeah. yeah. So that's I mean, saying something. I think he's definitely going late first round, no doubt. Any NFL team would be lucky to have Daniels, and I feel like. The scouts will see that. Yeah. I mean, as far as what team I think he'll go to, mm-hmm. I feel like he'll go to the Cardinals. Because Cardinals? Kyler Murray, I'm glad he's healthy and I'm glad yeah. he's back. He's washed up. He's been washed up Sheesh. since That's they made it. He just got on the field. I know, but he's he, playing even last, too much, man. Yeah. last season he was washed up. He hasn't been the same since they made it to the playoffs, what, two years ago? And I just, I, I mean, I have, yeah. I have the Cardinals or the Broncos. It was his rookie season. Okay. That was his rookie year. I think so. Really? When they made the playoffs? No, that okay. wasn't his rookie year, was it? I want to say it was. Oh, wow. But I, I could be wrong. I mean, I had the Broncos too, but Russell Wilson is hard to. I don't know. Not, yeah. I mean, they just beat the Bills. Yesterday. I'm going to. I mean, I'm going to say a team that needs them right away. And I'm going to say maybe the Indianapolis, not the Colts, because they, they have Richardson now. But yeah. mm-hmm. I'm going to go with like maybe New England. Uh, I think okay. New England yeah, or a team like the Saints. Like you said, I think they could go. I think he could. Go highest is like you know middle first round yeah. to early second round, and I think that's where maybe the Saints could pick him up. Yeah. But um, but do you think he'd start on the Saints? I I, I don't think I so. Hope, but but I mean I I wouldn't even count it against him because with the way that Derek Carr is playing and yeah. the way that Jameis went out there last <laughs> week and was two and two. Yeah. Um. Why not? Right. Why not? Um. So moving on to other college football game. Georgia Cruz passed Ole Miss, uh, defeating them by a score of 52-17. to yeah. This Georgia team is figuring things out, so let's talk about their future. So with the SEC championship now being confirmed, Alabama and Georgia once again, what do you expect in this game and who wins? I think on the Sunday show I picked Georgia to win, but I've done some thinking. and I, Oh, wow. I'm going to pick Alabama to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, no. just, <laughs> it just feels like one of those moments where – Look, I'll say this. It doesn't matter how much better a team typically looks than Alabama. Alabama is not coming in there to lay down. Like, I, yeah. I can assure you that. They're playing their best ball right they're now. They're playing their yeah. best ball. This is the so team. is Georgia, though. So is, that's a very good point. But I just feel like Alabama is trending and peaking right when they need to be. Yeah. And I think Georgia's a beatable team. They've shown us that, you know, throughout this season. And I think if there's any team that can capitalize on Georgia having slow starts – and having little mishaps here and there, I think it'll be Alabama. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I changed my answer from the Sunday show shoot, but too. But I had Georgia winning by twenty-one. Now I have them winning by ten. But I don't think Alabama's mm-hmm. capable. Yeah, twenty-one was. That was out of line. I agree on that. Right yeah, y'all were looking at me like, huh? But I, mean, I still hey, don't think have. I don't think Alabama is capable. Not this Alabama team. Maybe last season, yeah, but not this one. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, not this big team. I think my early prediction is going to be, like I said, I think George is going to win this game anywhere between a touchdown and 10 points. I just think I value. I think college football itself is valued more so around the elite defenses are going to you know, do better for you than an yeah. elite offense will. And you see that with LSU, yeah. right? Um, 
and you see what Georgia is doing on defense week week in and week out, and they're finding themselves now. And so I think that I think that the Alabama offense is a little overrated. I think that what LSU and Kentucky kind of made Jalen Milrow look like the past few weeks, you're not going to see that. You're not going to see that in the first week of December. Um, but I, I'm going to say that this Georgia offense does just enough against this Alabama defense. I think it's going to be close, though. Uh, but let's go shift into the NFL now. Mm-hmm. There were many interesting games, but we're going to begin talking with Ravens' favorite team, the Houston Texans. I mean, these these cats are 5-4. Five and, four. Five and um, four. After an impressive win against the Cincinnati Bengals, who were playing their best football. Yeah, they broke their winning streak. And Texans so C.J. Stroud uh, gets a bounce-back win after losing to the Panthers, Panthers. right? And, um, and now the Texans are only a game behind the Jaguars. So I'm going to ask you all, what has surprised you all the most with this Texans team so far? I mean, just from being a fan standpoint, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they've actually played football in the fourth quarter. That's what has called them. That's what's caused them to win majority of these games. I mean, besides the addition of CJ Stroud, aka our savior. Thank you, CJ. But I mean, they typically always keep it close. For the last two seasons, the Texans have been the worst team in the NFL at scoring in the fourth quarter. And being a fan and watching from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, I mean, I've seen them lead all the way up into the third and lose it in the fourth. So I feel like that's their biggest improvement to me. There you go. I think the thing that surprised me the most is easily C.J. Stroud. And, yes. and right behind that, I would put this uh, receiving core. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. C.J. Stroud is probably a legitimate MVP candidate right now. Oh, yeah, you know, for as sure. As a rookie quarterback who was just handed yeah. the keys to the franchise, <laughs> told the front office, no, I want you to draft Tank Dale. And they say, okay, you got it. And he goes out there and shows you. And he's good. This, this is why I wanted you to do that. So NFL young boy, by NFL the way. NFL young boy. <laughs> so I just think it – um. C.J. Stroud has surprised me the most just with his level of play and just with his composure, the way that he looks like he's been here before. He looks like yeah. a veteran yeah. playing this. He does look like a veteran. That's a good point. Really phases him. And another thing, this receiving core, every week it's another receiver with 100 yards. Yeah. C.J. is one of those quarterbacks that can get every receiver involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes. I think that's something that surprised me the most about this team. Yeah, I'm agreeing with Jaden. I think what has surprised me most with the Houston Texans is C.J. Stroud and and with how comfortable he already is in the NFL. He has been the best rookie in the league, and he's so mature. Like yeah. you said, he just plays mature, and he plays calm. Yeah. Even when he goes down very and poised. doesn't get you know what he wants from a drive, he comes back better, and, and mm-hmm. that kind of just shows that he's mature, and he yeah. was a very good quarterback coming in. But I think – if he continues to put in this kind of production, he's not only going to be the rookie of the year, this kid might be the MVP. MVP yeah. And that's not ridiculous to say. And I think also this is an attest to how DeMarco Ryans is really settling in as a coach. Um, I know for being a player's coach, it can be hard. Mm-hmm. And this guy's young. So, I mean, they have a lot of time. And yeah. this team's still young. Yeah. Uh, so, also, the front office, they, like you said, Jaden, they went and got guys that the players wanted, wanted to play yeah. with. And I think that's... That just shows that they really wanted to win now yeah. and not uh, set up for later. But do you think the Texans can be a playoff team and potentially win the AFC South? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad yeah. you said something about the front office again because I think it started on draft night when they traded up. And got Will and Anderson. got Will Anderson. They didn't settle for what they already right. had. Uh, I definitely think this could be a playoff team. You know, I, And who knows? They could even sneak past the Jaguars with yeah. as, inc- as I agree. inconsistent with the, yeah, as exactly. they are. 
So I definitely think this could be a playoff team. Who knows? Maybe even make a little noise in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely think they could be a playoff team, especially if the Jaguars, who lead the division right now, start to lose games, which they just lost tragically to the 49ers, yeah. 34-3. Yeah, that was a bad loss. And then especially with Anthony Richardson out, I'm not too concerned about the Colts, who yeah. sit in third. Yeah, they're and the Titans aren't a threat at all. So I definitely right. think the Texans can win. It's the between AFC those South. two, right? Between yeah. Those two. And I think like the Texans just have to find their identity and continue to play with that each week, mm-hmm. right? You saw them lose against Carolina and then come back and win two in a row. But you just have to play hard every week. And I think those younger guys kind of – said, hey, maybe this one will come easier than expected against Carolina. And, and that happens in the NFL. Like, yeah. it, it's going to be a good game regardless. Yeah. Um, and so I think if you just go into a mindset where, hey, we just need to play our brand of football, mm-hmm. it's going to work out. But uh, what are your predictions for them for the rest of the season? I think they finish the season 10-7 and seven to 11-6. and six. I think these like guys it. are truly bought into this team. It's kind of hard not to be with the way that they've been trending on social media the mm-hmm. past couple of weeks. And they have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a quarterback, you have a puncher's chance. That's your start. I, I'll right. say that. Yeah. I mean, I have them going 11-6 and six on the season. I have them losing to the Browns because the Browns have a top 10 defense. Right. And after watching that Ravens game, that kind of shook me up a bit. I don't know how our young yeah. offense is going to. But he diced up the Steelers' defense. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I just don't know how they're going to perform. The, the Texans always – Lose a game they're not supposed to. We're not going to talk about that. He did throw his first pick against us, though. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think the Texans, I think they're going to sneak their way into an AFC wildcard spot. I think they're going to be one of those last teams in Mm -hmm. and have to play like the two seed. But I think that's so good. I think that's so good for for us, especially for Houston, right? Just just for not being there in so long, right? Seasons have been hard, especially after Watson. Yeah. Yeah. After everything happened with him. But like, yeah, I think that's. Such a win. You take your wins where you can get them, and that's certainly a start for them in a rebuild year, yeah. right? Yeah. And so the last I, – I mean, it kind of reminds me of the Cincinnati Bengals and how they kind yeah. of were supposed to be in a rebuild yeah. season, end up going to the Super Bowl that year. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen for the Texans. They don't have enough weapons for that yeah. quite yet. Mm-hmm. But I they're agree. still going to win games yeah. down the they're stretch. They're way ahead of schedule. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so the last team we're going to talk about is those San Francisco 49ers really quickly. This team – has had a lot of questions over the past week after losing three straight, but they went out and blew out a very inconsistent but talented Jaguars team. Mm -hmm. So does this week make you think that the Eagles still have some comp in the NFC? It's the NFL, so there's always going to be comp. It's filled with too many great players, Mm -hmm. coaching staff and stuff like that. So there's always going to be competition per se. But I still think the Eagles are comfortably the best team in the NFC. I don't really think that's even a hard question to ask. Uh, but it does. It is a good win to get back on track for them. Like you said, you just mentioned getting playing your brand of football, and that's exactly what they did on Sunday. So. Yeah. I mean, based off this week, like Andre said, this Jaguars team is very inconsistent, and I don't know only because Brock Purdy is also so inconsistent. inconsistent. Like when he's has a bad game, it's ugly. It's bad, yeah. I mean, yeah. he just has all these weapons around him, which makes him look like a better quarterback. Than he actually is. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Andre said, mm-hmm. um, they went out. They had a three-game losing streak losing to the streak. Brown, Vikings, and Bengals, and all teams those, that they should not have lost. Right, to. all those losses were basically his fault. I mean, I know yeah. that's harsh, but they I mean, were. It's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He turned the yeah. ball over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree, and I think when I think when the 49ers are healthy, and I think when Brock Purdy is, you know, when the 49ers, I would say, are all playing at their best, mm-hmm. they could easily go out and beat the Eagles. I think. I think. 
that just comes with can Brock Purdy make the right decisions? Right. Can he make the right throws? And um, so that's going to be the question for them down the line. But with the addition of Chase Young, um, how much does this help San Fran? I mean, it helps them, but it's not like they were filling a gap that they didn't need right, yeah. or that right. they needed or something like that. But, yeah, it certainly helps. It's like the rich get richer. Yeah, yeah, the rich get richer. It certainly helps having a, adding a player like that on your defensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, It's really just that simple. But the crazy part about it is they went and did that, and I'm still not sure they have a better D-line than the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, with how good this 49ers defense is, I mean, like you said, the rich get r- richer. He's going to help supercharge their pass rush, which yeah. I feel yeah. like this is – I feel like that's where they lack. So, I mean, that'll help them. But, I mean, mm-hmm. like you yeah. said, the rich get richer. I mean. Here's my thing. Like, I think this was a huge move for the Niners, and this is my reason. Because the, I, you're already solid on defense, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your defense was never the problem. And then you have a guy in Nick Bosa that's going to line on the opposite side. Right. And he's already forced to be reckoned yeah. with. You can't double team both. Yeah, I was and so I think you getting another quarterback is going to be insane for teams to try and figure out. Right. Yeah, I was seeing clips of the uh, Jags game on Sunday. And, and Trevor was running was, it, for it, it, his it, life. It literally was like pick your poison. Yes. Like you couldn't double either. Of these. I mean, they were racing to Trevor Lawrence. Like yeah. it was, It's actually like insane. But. I agree. And so what are your predictions for them, I guess, for the rest of the season? Uh, I think we can see ourselves having another Eagles-Niners NFC gonna, Championship. I was going to say the same It thing. almost feels like last year the, the Niners have made another midseason trade. Yeah, big uh, move. Another big-time big, big time marquee player. And especially when – I don't even throw in this fact, but they kind of got Chase Young for nothing in return. I mean, when you a consider – A bag of chips, what, yeah. A bag of chips. When you they consider gave up what, what they gave up for him, I mean, yeah, Two? I'll take that deal any day of the week. So I think we'll find ourselves another Eagles 49 yeah. NFC Championship. Yeah, I completely agree. I only have them losing two more games to the Eagles and the Ravens, actually. I feel like mm-hmm. Brock Purdy is going to choke because I feel like he's bound to Against choke one good more defenses, time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're right. And I, I see them as the two seed right behind the Eagles, and okay. I think they're going to end up facing each other again. But it is now time for the best segment of the week. Uh, it's time to give out our weekly poo-poo broussards uh, of the week. This award goes out to the worst performance of the week, whether that's a player, team, coach, or a fan base. So, Jaden... Want me to start with you or Raven? Do you want to go? I mean, let Raven go. Just because we already talked about it, my poo poo persona of the week is the LSU Sports Administration because oh, no. why is Matt House still here? He should have been fired. Really? After Florida State, when our defense looked so combobulated, it was like a mixed up puzzle. Like we were looking like, okay, why yeah, is Harold Perkins here? Why is Sage Ryan here? Like, no, it's Matt House should have been gone a long time ago. And like I said before, he shouldn't even be on the field playing Georgia State or an a- or AM, but I know that he will be. They probably won't fire him till, till the, the end beginning. of the season. That's usually what Brian Kelly is. Uh he is But it's like what yeah. are y'all waiting on? So that's my poo 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 out of the week. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna go Penn State's James Franklin. <laughs> I mean hey, he's been here before, he's so been, he's been here before. <laughs> notable notable comeback play poo poo broussard. Take a seat, man. But <laughs> Yeah, man. Self-explanatory. And- Andre had a lot to say about this guy a couple of weeks ago in Don't particular. Miss. And he couldn't have been more right. I mean, he li- you know, and the sad part is these fans are content with every year just going to the Ro- <laughs> Rose, Bowl. Rose, Bowl. Rose Bowl. Every year I get to play in Pasadena. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah, we get to travel to the West Coast, we get baby. We to travel to the rest- again. West Coast. That's the most exciting part of their season. But it's just, yet again, he I can't guess- win the big game. He can't hang nope. with the big boys. Nope. 
It's just a bad look, man. And and firing your offense coordinator, that's a step forward. I will say that. But, but he's got to fire somebody it, else. He's I think I think guy. I think it's him that needs to be fired, yeah. right? And so this week I'm going to give mine to so the Ole Miss Rebels and Lane Kiffin. Um, <laughs> this was the best Ole Miss team in years, and they were expected to at least give Georgia a little bit. A run for their money, uh, at least. Not even a run for their money, just a just decent game, like yeah. at least 10 points. And you go out and you lose by five touchdowns. <laughs> um, this just shows how good Georgia is, yes. But it also just shows how Lane Kiffin is never going to win a national championship, um, especially with an inability to have a defense over the years. So that is going to do it for us here today. Big thank you to Raven Freeman and Jaden Smith for joining me as always. I'm Andre Champagne, and this has been the Hodges Huddle.